You're listening to Hope's Cast. This podcast is a space dedicated to self-growth and motivation. By sharing our truths and parts of our stories, we hope to inspire you to find your silver lining and tell your life's best story. Welcome back, everyone. Today I have Kenzie Kay with me, and if you're from the Chicagoland area, you might know her from B96. She hosts her radio show weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Welcome, Kenzie. So excited to have you. What's poppin'? I'm excited to be here. I like that we're already best friends. Super excited to have you. How are you doing today? I am so awesome, regardless of the fact that it's the one day I get to stay in downtown and not go back to my boo out in the suburbs, and it's raining all day, but I don't care. Okay, I'm still walking through the Chicago. I'm getting drinks after this, but super excited to be here. I love that you do this and bring up people's stories, and I think it's super inspirational, and people got to know what goes into this because I get this DM all the time. So now when somebody DMs me how I got my job, I'm just going to send them a link to your podcast. I can just, I don't have to type it all up again. I love it. That's like making my heart just swell. That's so exciting. And I'm so excited to just sit and chat with you. And by the way, girl, I texted you this, but what are you doing here in Chicago? Because Florida is 90 degrees right now. So, Girl, I mean, don't even get me started because I also did radio and TV and all that action in Minnesota. And my like four months before I got the Florida job, I went, let me tell you something. This is the last winter. Like we're done. And boom, I got offered Florida and I couldn't believe I was only there for two and a half years. I'm like, oh, my heart. So like I was so sad. But yeah. But Chicago really is the best. And especially when you celebrate summer here, it's just there's no other place oh, like yeah. it. So summer gonna- is amazing. I just wish it was it was 12 months. That's all I wish about the Chicago summer. But I love Chicago. My dad's actually from Chicago. I literally grew up with a Rottweiler named Ditka. Trust me, I'm Chicago AF. I've watched every Bears game, every Cubs game, every Bulls game growing up. Like, that's how my dad operated. I would have been disowned had I not been a Cubs fan. Like, so I was so excited to come to this city. And I'm, I have that extremely in common. My uncles grew up in the north side. So even though I was born and raised on the south suburbs, I was not allowed to even go to a Sox game. So no. I 100% <laughs> know where you're coming from. And actually, just even before we get into it, I want to congratulate you on your engagement and say happy birthday. Oh, thank you. It's been a busy month. It's been a busy month. <laughs> and only at 26 years old. Like, yes. man, you have just gotten through all of these milestones and I'm so excited to share it with everyone and hopefully really inspire them to know that they can get after whatever they want as well so super excited and again so ready to just start the conversation so (laughs) let's just get it started with a little bit about who you are before you got to Chicago how you got here and a quick synopsis of all of that all right I'm gonna do it as quick as I can do it but I will say it's a long history so I was, like, born in Minnesota. I lived there for, like, a few months. Then as a child, moved to North Carolina. Then at the end of my school, moved back to Minnesota. So I've kind of – I've jumbled around a lot. So when I was in Minnesota, I got something called the Conclave Scholarship, which is a broadcasting scholarship. So I went to school full-time on scholarship. I then was an intern full-time for the Dave Ryan in the Morning Show. Um, and I was also a waitress full-time trying to pay off the little bit of bills I did have left. So when I was finally wrapping up school – I also got a job two hours away in another market because it would have been considered a non-compete then because it was a different market, but still in Minnesota. So while interning and partly producing the Dave Ryan in the morning show because they fired their producer while I was there, I started driving two hours away daily to be a TV news reporter in Mankato. 
Well, I was there. I met the radio station um, in Mankato. They loved me because they're like, oh, it's a girl from a major market in the cities. I started doing nights at that radio station. And then I also got nights at KDWB. So I went, I would literally do um, overnights at KDWB. I would set some stuff up for the morning show. Then I would drive two hours to Mankato, do a nine to five TV reporting shift, drive to Hot 96.7, do my night shift, sleep in my car, and drive to do my overnight shift. So it was insanity. And while I was at my overnight shift, I built my own website, um, which helped kind of combine all the stuff I was doing because I... I didn't want to just use a resume. I wanted people to see I'm on TV and this is my producing and this is the stuff I've done in promotions. I wanted them to see all the creative things I could do. So I decided to create a website that was a visual resume. And I finally got a call back from Florida, which was hilarious because I had applied to so many jobs. I didn't know what radio station this was. So I was trying to tailor my answers when they randomly called me to them wanting to hire me because they're like, what's your favorite music? And I'm like, this could be a damn country station. I don't know where I've applied. So I was like, I just have to answer honestly. And luckily it ended up being a hip hop station in Florida. Um, they flew me out. And then I was full time in Florida for two and a half years to find out that um, people in Chicago had been listening to my show in Florida, which made me nervous because I just got a call out of the blue one day. And they're like, this is Todd and Eric from B96. We've been listening to your show. Now I want you to know, Florida's a little nuts. So my show was a little nuts, right? So I had done topics like things you would lift your shirt up for at Mardi Gras besides beads, okay? So I was concerned, right, about what show did you listen to? I can clean it up for Chicago. But they loved me. They brought me out here. And now I've been here just over two years. Wow. <laughs> I am so inspired. And honestly, I felt bad for myself. I had a two-hour commute to my small station and then I was doing this podcasting and I thought my life was crazy but now hearing this I'm like okay like I'm in good company right it's, it's, there's more of us so that's super exciting and really you're so charismatic that part of the reason I wanted you on is I started following you through a mutual friend that we have and I just loved your energy I loved how real you were your kindness really shone through and then when I reached out to have this podcast interview which was only like two weeks ago you were on it you responded you were so kind and I'm like, Aww. yes, this is the kind of people that I want to not only work with, but to shine light on, especially in my home, Chicago, because oh. you got the energy, girl, and <laughs> it is not easy to come to Chicago. It Like, we are just some of the toughest people to be around, but you shine, girl, and you fit right in. So welcome home, honey. Welcome Thank home. Thank you. I love being here. I intend on making this my home. Obviously, it's market three out of hundreds. So I am hoping to stay. I love Chicago. It's got my teams, but it's been so, so fun. I think that I love people. So you're like, oh, Chicago can be tricky, but I really, really love people. I love people from every single area and moving so much. You There's things that you, when you move somewhere, like I moved to Florida and people are handsy. Like people are Hey, like, I'm going to come up and smack your butt, even though I've never met you at a club. Like, it's weird. So things that I used to think were kind of disrespectful, I learned, like, oh, it's not here. And I think that I've always kept that mindset of there really is just these, um, like, cultural and, like, where you live differences, right? So I just am never really, I feel, like, offended by somebody says something. I'm like, eh, they probably didn't mean it. Like, I, I love people, and I love people's differences and uniquenesses, and I notice – not to take it 
two to heart because everyone's just so different. Right? right. And especially here, there are so many different faces and so many different people and personalities. And I think it's almost made me also a chameleon. So it's like I can work in, you know, Kentucky and I'll just like blend Absolutely. in. I'll, I'll like observe. And then after a while, just like gauge what is the audience like? And then you go with it. And I think that's really cool because sometimes people just can't do that. And mm-hmm. then it, it's a sore thumb that's just sticking out. And you're like, like I don't fit in here. <laughs> you don't fit in somewhere. Like get in where you fit in. That's go where you want to go and where you like it but I've always definitely been able to vibe with so many different kinds of people I think you gotta appreciate just different people blah it'd be boring if everyone was the same I like the spice and then the calmness and then the craziness and I like it so I think that it's awesome that you're embracing who you are and more people really should do that and it took me a long time to do it myself because I think we all have one thing or another that we're trying to figure or sort out. And for me, I was always so chatty and talkative. And even in high school, I like almost cried when I was voted asks most questions in class because I'm like, oh, I must be so loud and annoying. And now it's like, look what I what I do for a living. Like- You're asking questions. Okay, first off, you were prepping for real life, which is what you should be doing in high school. That's what I tell everybody, like, my teachers wrote, you talk too much. I'm like, I'm getting ready for work is what I, and you're distracting me. I'm not yes. going to use algebra, but I know for damn sure I'm going to talk a lot. Okay. So I'm just getting myself prepared. I love it. I love it. So you're t- talking about all of this. Like it was a dream quickly, you know, just went through like a big chunk of your life. Yes. So let's talk about the struggle and all of that. What was your, that pushing factor that kept you going from one step to the next step? Like, how did you do it? You know, it's so interesting because I will say in every single phase of my career, even now, I've always been told like, oh, you you can't do that. Like at this age, you can't do that. It was a girl, you can't do that. And a lot of people told me when I was applying for larger markets, like, um, no, you're gonna have to go to Idaho. Like you have to do that. But it, you know, I did my time. I was in Mankato, which is like market 199. I just combined it to doing my overnights in a major market. So I knew that it took a lot of time and a lot of efforts, you know, in broadcasting to get where you want to get. This is not, oh my gosh, I woke up and I'm in Chicago. That is not what happens. But I, I wanted to be young. Like I didn't, I didn't want to put in so much time that now somebody had to go, oh, you're so experienced, but you don't have the youth. Cause that's what happens to people in this career. Bosses are making decisions between youth and experience, youth and experience. And my goal always was I want when somebody lands on me to not have to choose. So I took every job. I was never interested in being a news reporter, but I was one cause I was looking for a media job and they liked me and I'm like, well, great. And small market news reporting people. Okay. So I had to carry my camera, which weighed more than me and my tripod and set it up and do the interviews and edit all of it and turn it in and post it to the web. I was, dying. I'm like, "Mm, I kind of wanted to make jokes in between songs, but okay, like I'm trying, right? So I mean, I took every single opportunity because it was like, it's just going to add to my resume. It's just going to help me grow. And I pushed myself to have more than one job at a time. I didn't want to wait and do nights for five years somewhere. I'd rather be a producer of a show and a TV news reporter and doing nights somewhere and get a job in two years, right? So That was my motivation of I'm going to get there and I'm going to get there young where I can enjoy it. That's what I really wanted. And I busted my ass to do that. Okay. It's always like, no, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get through this crap stage of working Christmas morning. And I want to be done with this early in my life because I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. Like, let me be, let me be done with this and then enjoy it. And then when I got to Florida, like it was amazing because I got to Florida when I was 21. And that's a major market. I think it's market 18. So a great, great sized market to be there and be able to 
enjoy it at 21 years old. I was, I had the time of my life. That was dangerous for a 21 year old. So that was great. And then I got all that out of my system because I had like, because of the radio station, I had like six club gigs a night or a day, a week, sorry, not a night, duh. but I would have all these club gigs every single week. And, uh, because they did live broadcasts at the clubs. And then I got that out of my system. I'm like, I'm ready for a little bit more sophisticated of a market. I, I am done with people coming to the clubs with flip-flops on cause it's Florida, you know, like I was over that. So I was so ready for Chicago then. So all these jobs have come at great stages in my life for me, but that was my whole goal is I'm going to enjoy this while I'm young and I'm going to be the biggest asset to a station because I'll be young and experienced. I wanted both. I cannot say enough how I can relate 100% <laughs> to your story. And I just knew it. Like I felt that energy and I have a very similar mindset where I am also young, but I worked at a really big station. I worked those overnights. I worked those crazy shifts. Like I will tell you from college, I went to Loyola all the way until probably now I've probably gone out, out 10 times. Like I was the biggest nerd. I just wanted my goals to be like set because I knew that like the business that I was getting into when I found that this was my passion was not going to be easy. And I had to grind as soon as possible. And to be honest, like the pandemic was really hard on on everyone really. Absolutely. But I was just working at a a small market station. I feel like I learned what people learn in Six years in one year. Yeah. Like you said, the camera, the just having to figure out how to start producing from home and then figuring your whole self out because a lot of it's like so emotional. We get on here, we're personalities and we just turn on, yeah. but they don't know that like we have so much going on. So kudos girl, like oh, keep going. You. And what you're saying too about this industry is just so true. And as unfair as it may be, I think that you have to do what's best for you. And ultimately, people will follow suit. So even if you have those naysayers or maybe those people that have been in different industries for so long saying, oh, well, you might be hired because you're young or you're pretty or you're cute. Well, guess what? You don't really stay in a job if you're just young and pretty and cute. Like, the audience wants you, know you for a reason. how many people are young and pretty and cute, baby? Like, walk down the street of Chicago is 90% of the population. So that drives me nuts. I'm not saying that in the world, obviously, it doesn't – like. It can help with social media. If you're an attractive person and have social media, your social media will probably go farther. That, like that's a, or if you're really funny, I don't know. Like anything happens, right? Like if you have a great personality, it's gonna help your social media. If you're pretty, it's gonna help your social media. Things like that, they are benefits. They do help you get ahead in that way. But you gotta do something, exactly. you know? Like and I'm working to- my ass off, so it, 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 that's going to help. And if I wasn't posting funny videos, my my uh, Instagram, because I've had people say like, oh, it must be nice, you know, push your boobs up and have a job. And I'm like, first off, go to my social media. I love turtlenecks. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. I think they're very flattering. And all my videos, like half the time, no makeup on. I'm wearing like just cute, appropriate work shirts. I leave my hair natural. Like I, this is not a supermodel's Instagram. Okay. If you visit it, it's because I'm putting out my content all the time. That's fun for radio. I'm playing my callers. Like that's what I'm doing, you know? So, and I think say what they want. Yeah. And I don't, I do also think that there has to be that talent and that drive and you have to really be able to do the work. And as long as you're doing that and you're getting the results, that really is all that matters. So I just hope to inspire more women to just come together, to support each other, to embrace each other. Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if I pat you on the back, tell you good job and support you, my skill is not going to get less 
I'm not going to get fired the next day. And if you live your life worried about someone replacing you, it's probably going to happen sooner. I mean, you got to work somewhere where they love you and they welcome you. And, you know, that's that's just life. Right. And honestly, if you're spending your work time not focused on your work, but worried about somebody else, your work's probably going to suffer and you, you probably will end up being replaced. Like if I spent my time at work thinking about somebody else and not putting on good collars or posting videos or do, I probably would get fired. Right. So it, it totally goes into like that worldly rule of like what you put your energy into is what you're going to get back. Right. What you're concerned about, that's what you're going to get back. So put your energy into positivity, put it into yourself, put love into other people. Like just, just spread the good. So you get the good, even if that's your only goal from it, you know, just be that way. And especially nowadays, whether you are a reporter, a um, radio host, or really anything that the viewers want to see, we have to really fight with all of the, well, not fight, but we're kind of competing for the attention from these bloggers and all these people on social media that are ultimately just being themselves. Yes. So I think when we like tap into who we are and let that kind of seep through a little bit, I'm not saying all the news stories can't be serious, but if you have a personality and you want to share that and show that realness, I really think that people welcome you into into their homes because they want a friend in you yes so absolutely. when you show them that that just shines and, and really again that's why I have you on here today oh, because so you gave that vibe and that energy of just she is who she is and then when you were a kind woman and also supportive of other women now I just want to be your friend because ah, I'm like yeah. she gets it she just gets yes it. I love it well I think that you know it, it's just important to you know support other people again because when you put out good you get good and again like it it doesn't get rid of anything that you that you want I'm not gonna go recommend to my bosses that they should give my job to somebody else but telling someone else that they're doing a great job poof your podcast isn't gone or you know like just let your work speak for itself and spread that good because it's what you would have wanted when you're starting out too I've had some really kind people in my life like when I started the Dave Ryan show the woman on that show so one of the you know the lead hosts her name is Fallon and I was just getting coffee right like I was so important but she would come and talk to me and ask me questions about my life and what's going on here and what do you want to do? And she was so kind to me and still to this day is. And she's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're in Chicago. Like I think of you as my little intern, you know? And it's so cool because she's one of the reasons I want to be so good to people because she always was so kind to me. And she didn't know I could have done nothing in this career. Like she was kind to me when – when there was no benefit to her, right? I, I couldn't have gotten her something over here or done whatever. So it's it just like, I want to do that because that always meant the world to me. And that's how you know someone's really good. When they're good to you, when they can't get something out of it, like that that's the real good heart and good person. And it's like, why not like strive to be that? Like that's who I want to be, right? So... And I, I think it's great that we both have those people in our lives because then, like you said, you want to be that per- person for others. And I'm really lucky that I have so many of those people I could count on my hands and toes right. and, and it's awesome and then again like you want to you want to help in the same way and I think also though you realize that not everyone is going to want to help you and hold the door open and that's Girl. fine too and, and, you know, it's fine if they're few and far between not everybody is an understatement but the way I look at it is if I hold the door open, just like if someone holds the door open for me, they didn't give me that job because I have to do the work. I have to oh, show up and yes. I have to grind. But just having that 
is just something that I feel not only will I always try to return that favor to them in some way, but I will always return that to others. And it's just this ripple effect that's beautiful. So I'm so glad we have that in common to share and that, that message to give others. Yeah, absolutely. Because I hope that anybody thinking about broadcasting, about getting in, doesn't doesn't make it an overall competition. I mean, be competitive with yourself. Like I, I get down on myself, like because I have certain expectations of me, but it's not towards other people. I'm not like that girl did this and I got to do it. That's not my mindset. It's I want to be here by this age. So be competitive, but with yourself. Don't don't watch everybody else. They're on their own worldly path and ain't got nothing to do with you. That's right. <laughs> so let's get into some of these struggles then, because I don't think people talk about the struggles as much either. We're so good about like making sure the highlight reel looks good or, oh, you want to hire me? Great. Look at all these awesome things I did. Yes. But like you said, we are hard on each other. We're hard on ourselves. There's so much going on behind the scenes. So what would you say was one of the biggest struggles of your path so far that you really felt that once you overcame that, it was easier for you to continue like pushing through and paving that path that you're paving for yourself, this brand new path? Well, that's such a loaded question. That's the thing. It's like, oh, like what moments of my life? Like when I was younger, um, like junior high age, I did have um, eating disorder. I was anorexic and bulimic for about three years. And so obviously that was a huge struggle for me. But I have a very close relationship with God. So that's my number one. We're real tight. And um, he totally, I feel like, saved me when it came to my eating disorder. Like, he just came into my life. Like, he talked to me. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, boom, instead of seeing a fat person in the mirror, I finally realized that I had lost way too much weight. And he just totally saved my life. And then it had me working with youth um, at my church. Uh, I taught confirmation, helped girls who had been through, like, abuse, eating disorders, and counseled them and everything. So, that was a big hurdle in my life is just because it brought me so near God, which is definitely something I needed for the rest of my path. Because, I mean, there are some moments where I was heartbroken that I didn't get jobs. It sounds great that I got my job in Florida. I didn't get, you know, a thousand and one jobs before Florida. Like I, I was working in Mankato and at KWB for years, right? I was applying Every day somewhere. So, I mean, I didn't even get callbacks to a lot of them. And then there was finally one uh, bef- prior to Florida that I got a callback for. And I was so excited. And um, the guy who was hiring the job, who I'm still friends with, he uh, was from North Carolina. So we had this, like, North Carolina. Like, I was his girl. I'm like, yes, it's happening. I It was for New Orleans. Girl, I had went and bought warmer clothes. Like, that's how confident I was. I went shopping. I'm like, this would be super cute in New Orleans. This is a New Orleans vibe. And, like, the day, like, I, he, I knew when he was making the final decision. And he called me. And I'm like, I'm moving to New Orleans. And he's like, we went with somebody else. And I, I honestly don't even feel like I could have gathered myself. Like I was trying so hard to not cry on the phone with this like employer. Like he's like, I'm like, he's going to think I'm a little kid, but he doesn't understand that I'm just exhausted and I'm ready and I want to, I want to grow. Like it was just, it was truly heartbreaking and devastating for me. But right. And I even asked him, I go, why didn't you hire me? Like, what can I take away from this? And the person that they hired just like lived there, so it was easier. And I'm like, don't pay for my move. I'll just, I'll live there. I will live there as of next week. Hire me. Like, I was just like, so there's not even something I could have done. Like, oh, like my heart. But, you know, Florida came through, I would say about a month or two after that. Um, it was a bigger market. 
And what was really cool about it was a better day part. It was middays versus nights. And the pers- the people I met there are the ones who started kind of bragging about me to Chicago, unbeknownst to me, and why they started listening to my show. So it's like, God's got a plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, no, 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 honey. We're going to get you to Florida, and we're going to get you to Chicago. Just hold on two more months. So I think God just being in my life and strengthening that relationship, because I, I legit cried to God. Like, what? Why? Why not? Like, please, I'm doing everything. You know it. Like, it broke, I just, it broke my heart. And I felt so like, dude, you're, we're super close. Like, what, why not? Like, you know, I'm your girl. Like, what's wrong? So it just, I, the more trust I got in him, the better things have gone for me. And that was what I needed. I, this industry is nuts. Like, you get a call one day. Like, when I finally got, like, Chicago had talked to me here and there but you know not to trust anything until it's on paper when you work in media you hear a lot of nice words but I didn't have a contract yet and I kind of messaged them like hey just so you know my contract in Florida's up I have to sign it I don't know if you guys are still interested in me they've been talking to me for like a year and they're like don't sign anything got me a contract the next day two weeks later I live in Chicago I had started to accept the fact that I wouldn't move there right so it's just God's just been my rock when I'm over here going, I don't know where I'm going to live in six months. I don't even know if I'm going to be here or have these friends or if it'll be warm. Maybe I'll be in Chicago and be cold. Like you need something to rely on that's healthy, right? Like you don't want to rely on alcohol or something. So that was, that's been, I think, a huge key to my success. So I needed that in my life. I'm amazed by just how awesome you are. I'm just feeling so connected on a different level. And I love that you're sharing so much of this realness and really sharing parts of you that are so vulnerable. And sometimes it's scary to to share these things, but you are. And I think it's really important, especially in these times, to express that we all are in this together. There are so many young journalists now that call me or I mentor, we talk, and they have the same struggles and it just repeats and repeats and repeats. So thank you for just sharing and for being with me. Like, I'm so excited about this. Well, I just want anybody to know, like, because I get a lot of messages about like, oh my gosh, your relationship's so cute. It's perfect. Or your career's so cute. It's perfect. Or what? Yeah, whatever. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's not. There's days that I am like, I cannot believe I said that on air. I fumbled the ball. Or maybe I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't, um, with the pandemic, you and I were talking about this a little bit. It's hard for me to feel that growth because a lot of way to grow in media is through events and what you host. And I mean, there hasn't been many, right? So I've gotten down on myself. Like, what, a, what am I doing besides being on air? Where are my, all my extras? And that's been my own internal struggle of, am I doing enough? Are my socials coming off correct? Do my bosses know that I'm doing my best and it's a pandemic and I've dealt with all that and like uh, hello my man and I were locked in a house together for a year and then we live with his son and for half of that his mom okay so it was all of us together that was my first time living with a man was also with his son and with his mom honestly her and I got along better than him and I did let me tell you something I was like if we don't work out I'm moving in with her so watch it because I got a roommate (laughs) just so you know so I mean it was a it was a great experience that we can turn around and like laugh about but there were moments that I went upstairs and just cried because I'm like he's so crabby today and like oh my gosh and this is a lot and I don't have anywhere I can go and like I was um he lives out in Elgin but I had moved into his house when we were starting to be able to broadcast you know live from home right so I didn't have a car because I'd come out of the city 
right? So I'm like, I couldn't even, I'm like, can you bring me to the grocery store? I feel like I was 13. It was, I am the most independent woman. Like you've heard all the stuff I'm doing and I'm like, I need a, I need a ride. Like, I mean, it was so difficult. So trust me, there's been moments where like, you know, Roman and I totally have a blowout fight over like Instagram or something so stupid that we can laugh. We have an amazing relationship where it doesn't ruin our relationship. We can laugh about it later, but just know like social media is always the best of the best. So I've had people go, oh, my radio job is not like this. And I'm like, girl, my bosses have been mad at me before, you know, like don't like, yeah, we're posting hilarious videos, but they've also been like, what was that? I'm like, sorry, sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it tomorrow. I got it. So I, I just never get defeated because somebody else's life looks perfect because it's not, it's not perfect. I promise you. Look at J-Lo. I mean, hello. I mean, she's 18 engagement rings in. You know what I'm saying? Like, life is not perfect for anybody, no matter how beautiful, how rich. Everyone's got their challenges, right? And I think you're right. Like, during this pandemic, it's just being highlighted so much and People are really having to sit with themselves, sit with their thoughts, sit with their feelings, sit with their spouses. Like sometimes you're like, oh, so busy. I haven't seen you in a month and now it's right? like, I got to see you all the time. So no, they, really, I think what you're sharing is real. And I think it's important for people to know so that when they do have these goals that they set for themselves are not unrealistic of this like life of perfection because no Girl, one lives it. No, absolutely not. Just like, just know that. Okay. This is, there are days that I am totally like, I am so tired I feel like I'm gonna drop and then they get on and have all this energy in a video and people are like I wish I wasn't so lethargic I'm like girl I'm going to bed at five tonight like I am also lethargic don't worry about it so just yeah social media is always the best so do not get down on yourself we're all having tough days we all have you know arguments in our relationship I look at other girls social media and go damn I wish I looked like that I, I know people do that to me and I know people do that to them who looked at mine, it's a real, we're all looking at another girl's pictures going, damn it. Yeah, right? So it's like, just don't don't kill yourself over it, you know? I think that that's something that we're all kind of struggling to. And again, like, I try to be that person now that will, like, give that compliment. Because you don't know how long it took that person to feel that way about themselves. Oh, my gosh. It's just yes. like a, a rabbit hole of emotions and feelings. But when you were talking about Roman, I was just laughing because... I told you this before, but growing up, I was 13 years old, dumping on my bed, yes. like listening to Styles and Roman, like, oh, can I be the, the, the winning caller or whatever? Yeah. So I just find it so funny that like when we set up this interview and I found out like you guys are engaged, I was like, man, the world is a crazy place. Like there really is one degree of separation. And as a kid, I was just listening to those things, thinking what it would be like to be a host or an interviewer and to be sitting with you. That is just crazy. It's like, weird. It's, it's, it's really like always weird. connected. I definitely get that all the time. And it's so funny because I definitely think that Roman and I have probably met before across paths a little bit because my dad, my dad is from out this way. And um, my brother went to school out here. He's a mechanic. So he went to school out here. And I we've stayed like downtown at the what used to be the Hard Rock. I think it's like the Cambridge or something now, which is like two blocks from the B96 studio. And I've stayed there and I said, I've gone to the Giordano's and eaten pizza in, you know, at the Prudential building, not knowing that that's B96. And that's where Roman had his Saturday shifts. And so I guarantee it. Like I was two, like, you know, th what, 10 stories down, like his future wife. And like, we don't even know it. And I'm like, whatever, single AF. And so is he like, it's just so funny. Like I definitely think we've crossed paths. And this is so funny. My dad took me to one of his old, like, favorite video game stores when I was a little, little kid. Now, Roman and I have an age difference, okay? So he was 
a little bit older when I was a little kid, but um, it's right near where Roman used to buy his records because he was a DJ when he was like in high school. And I'm like, you were buying next door picking out a record and my dad's showing me video games when I'm a little kid. Like, it's just so weird. It's, it's absolutely all the places I've lived to end up um, here so close to where my dad lived and, you know, so close to everything that Roman's had in his life. Like, unknowingly, it's just really cool. I find it wild that now that you're in Chicago, it's only been a short time and you're engaged. How did you guys meet and, like, how, oh my like, God. how did this happen? This is actually, like, nuts. So, okay, full disclosure, when I moved here, I was in a relationship. I was going to try long distance with somebody in Florida. I knew it wasn't going to work because I'd done long distance before, but my heart, I'm like a sap. So I'm like, I can't just break up with somebody because I got a job. Like, that's how I am. So I move here. Um, my boss, my bosses, after I move here, push my start date back. So I moved to a city. I don't know a soul. And like, now I ain't got nothing to do, which is fine. Like, as you've met me, clearly I would have entertained myself. But my bosses are trying to be nice. And one of my bosses, Eric Bradley, is best friends with Roman. Because he managed him when he was in a boy band before he managed Jump Smokers and then was also his boss at the radio. So they have this amazing connection. So he hits me up and is like, I want you to meet my best friend. He's like, Mr. Chicago, he can show you some cool places because he felt bad that I wasn't going to be doing anything for a week. And I honestly did not want to do that because I'm like, my boss's best friend. Great. I can't wait to go. I'm going to work really hard all night. You know what I mean? Like, I, I felt like I couldn't fully be myself because I never even met my bosses face to face yet so it's not like they're like oh that's so Kenzie so I'm like I gotta be careful because he's gonna go tell them what I'm like and they don't know me and like I don't I just didn't I did not want to deal with it right and I don't think he wanted to do it either to be honest because I tried to cancel on him when he was on his way to get me I swear to god and I had gotten in a fight with my ex and everything was going wrong for my move my old apartment in Florida was saying that I never paid my last month's rent and I totally had proof I did. It was just all these things that I couldn't go handle in person. Um, my ex and I, it had like four days. We were already not doing well. Um, that's another story because that took a hard left. I'm like, oh, you're a new person. So that's fun. And I was just miserable. And here I am supposed to go out with this person and act happy. Girl, I went in like a matching sweatsuit. Like, I'm like, I don't want to be here. So I texted him. She was like, hey, this is not a great day. Can we do it another day? I assumed he just like lived downtown and stuff. I didn't I didn't know anything about him. He had driven all the way from Elgin downtown. He's like, no, um, kind of got it. I just got here. Like, it's like an hour and a half drive. He's like, let's go. And he goes, listen, we'll do like one drink. That'll be it. We don't have to be out all night. I'm like, fine. So I get in the car. And then he saw you. Yeah. Girl, not like I was not looking that cute, though. I wore no makeup in a sweatsuit. Like, let's do this. Okay. Like, what? Let's go get a drink. We ended up out, like, all night. Like, hours and hours and hours. Just talking. Not at a club. We went to, like, a little bar, Columbus Tap. And, it, like, which is, like, a hotel bar. So there's nobody there, right? And we're just, we spent hours talking. We had so much fun and he was just like well let me take you out on Friday night and I had made very clear like I'm in a relationship because he was a little in the a little forward he was forward because middle of me talking knowing I'm in a relationship he goes I really wish you were single and I'm like okay and then I just like moved forward I'm like mm, that's weird like I gotta move past this and so he goes well let's go out Friday and I'm like okay I was like just as friends but like I have nothing. What am, I'm going to say no and then sit home, right? So then we, would, we went out to dinner, and then he was like, oh, you should come to a Bulls game. And I'm like, okay. And then we just kept hanging out. 
Well, when I finally ended things with um, my ex, which didn't take long, they ended on April Fool's Day because I'm like, my life's a joke. <laughs> like, well, I cannot believe this is what's happening. So it ended a week later is Justin and I's actual anniversary. So I went to the Chicago home opener and I was broadcasting. We started off the day both single, completely single. So Chicago 8th. Um, Chicago 8th, April 8th, Chicago home opener for the Cubs. Um, I'm broadcasting live. And like four plus times, Roman had said, do you have a ticket to the Cubs game? And I'm like, yeah, I'm broadcasting, right? Like, I don't need a ticket. And he goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing the broadcast. Like, duh. I had never been to Wrigleyville. So I didn't realize that there was all these bars and these places you could be. Most stadiums are in a parking lot, so of course you'd be inside. I didn't have a ticket to the game. I had a, I was live broadcasting at a bar across the street, and my broadcast ended when the game started. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I thought I was going to the game. So I texted him and go, do you still have a ticket? He goes, it's five minutes before the Cubs home opener. No, I sold my ticket. And I go, oh, okay. I go, well, no biggie. Because we were like, he was probably my closest friend in Chicago at this point. And I go, no biggie. Um, text me when the game's over. I'm just going to bar hop. He goes, you are not bar hopping by yourself in Wrigleyville during a home opener. Do you even understand? I'm like, no. So he literally found me the only ticket available, which was a standing room only ticket. And instead of sitting in his amazing home opener seats, stood with me, okay, in the back. And he can't see. I'm short. I have a great view. He's like, he's got, like concrete in front of him. He stood for the home opener instead of sitting in a seat. Meanwhile, he doesn't even know that I'm single because I didn't tell him. So he thinks I'm in a relationship and did all this for me. Then we went out. Then I had a few drinks. Then it came out that I was single. And from there on out, we were inseparable. So it was just like, that was my moment of like, oh my gosh, you're such a good person. I can't believe you would like buy me a standing room only ticket, miss the game and not sit in your seat. Just to stand and talk about like, it wasn't like we were talking about dating. We were talking about like, how'd your broadcast go? Like he was willing to do all of that. So it was kind of incredible. And that's when our relationship like really kicked off. And that's our anniversary. So the um, Cubs home opener, April 8th, that's our anniversary. That is such a sweet story. And I'm really Gosh. glad that you're sharing it kind of for the public, because like you said, people might see your videos or think they know about your relationship. And I think it's sweet that you're kind of sharing a little bit more than really anyone would know. And it's a normal, regular way that you met, like right. just like anyone else would meet. Absolutely. And it, it was just such happenstance, like me trying to, you know, me trying to cancel. And it was so funny because obviously Roman's worked in the city for a long time. And my boss, Eric's been in the city longer than him. Right. And never once has Eric been like, Hey, will you take this employee out? It's never happened. And the one time he does like, and now, now he's engaged. Right. So it was very by happenstance. Again, I think God totally intervened in my life. Um, uh, Roman's a big Christian too. So the second I got here, it was really important because, um, he introduced me to a church right away. And those are, it was just signs from like, I think this is who I'm supposed to be with. Like, I just felt like I was being led down such a positive path, you know? And, yeah, I felt really lucky. And the whole time he kept going, I knew I was going to marry you. I knew I was going to marry you. And he said stuff like that. Like, well, when you're ready and we start dating. And I'm like, who is this man? Like, he was very confident. He goes, when you know, you know. He goes, never once in my life has he been engaged. Talk about Talked about marriage in the sense of, like, knew he wanted to marry somebody. Like, he goes, I never met somebody and felt like, I really want to marry them. He goes, I dated somebody for a while and felt like maybe I should start talk out of like obligation in a sense. But he goes, I had never felt like, 
oh, this is what it feels like to want to be with somebody forever. So that was really cool. He goes, when you know, you know. And I was just like, I did not know. I ain't going to lie to you because I was like, get men away from me after coming out of this relationship. I was single for seven days. So that was great. And crushed it those seven days. It was amazing. And yeah, so now I'll never be single again. Those are my last seven days. Oh, well, I'm very happy that you are like sound so confident and so in love. And I really wish you guys the ultimate best. I know it's just a roller coaster of highs and lows and all of it, but it seems like you found yourself a good friend to really enjoy it all with. So I really hope that you just have a great future together and keep going to those Cubs games and enjoying the Chicago summers yes. because the winters are not good to anyone. Girl, and we've gone. We go to the openers when it's snowing, okay? That's how he really knows I'm the one. He's just like, yes, she's going to sit here while it's snowing. Because <laughs> not, not a lot of girls would have uh-uh. He knew. He was like, okay. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's so awesome. Well, I'm so excited that we met here on this podcast. I'm so happy that we shared so many things about you, touched on so many important topics. Is there anything at all that you want to share that I haven't asked you, even though I feel like we've talked about we've literally talked everything? So much. And I'm trying to also remember our conversation before we started. Like, did I did I say this on here or did I say that when I met you? You know, I just it just this is going to sound maybe incredibly corny, but just don't give up on who you are. Even if it's not like hitting, like you'll get, you're making all these TikToks and you're like, "Mm, maybe people don't like my personality. Like it just takes time. And you had mentioned earlier that, you know, these bloggers have this unique way in because people feel so connected with them. And it's a great thing. And, you know, people do want to know you, even if you are, I know news that you have to have people know you in a little bit of a different way because there's, there's a little more appropriateness than there is with B96, of course. But people are already kind of hearing about strangers when they're hearing your stories and they're hearing this. Well, they don't want to hear about strangers from strangers, right? It makes them feel like they're friends telling them a story versus somebody I don't know talking about somebody else that I don't know. Like, I don't know Kim Kardashian personally, and I don't know this girl. People do need to feel like they know you. So just be open, be honest, and like, Stick with who you are. There was a lot of people. There's probably a lot of people out there who I am not their cup of tea. But I'm lucky because I've been a couple of people's cup of tea, you know. And, like, that is absolutely fine. Don't take it to heart when someone doesn't get you. Like I said, I didn't get a lot of jobs. A lot of jobs. And if had I tried to, decided to change who I was, I probably wouldn't be here now. And you, people get so offended when someone doesn't like them. But it's it's not their job to like you. Ever, they, they have an absolute right to not like you. Somebody can listen to this podcast and go, holy crap, she's annoying. And they have every right to feel that. It's not, my, it's not my business to change it. It's not even my business to know that that's their opinion, right? We all do it to celebrities every day and like how successful they are. So it is not my job to make everybody like me. It's my job to deliver the best content I can and then people who like it gravitate towards it. So don't get down on yourself. If one person doesn't like you, don't let it rock your boat. It doesn't matter. It ain't one person that everybody likes, okay? Even Jesus out here with some haters, okay? So just don't stress yourself out with that stuff. Just focus on you and your vision. And if people don't get it, that's wonderful because it means somebody probably hasn't done it yet for them to get it, right? So just keep chugging along. Awesome advice. Really good stuff. Really appreciate that you, again, are sharing so much of yourself and being real with others because as silly and funny as we want to be, It is real and it is work. So thank you again for that. And now I'm going to go into a quick question round. Ooh, I love Uh, this. 
Yes. So I know you haven't been in Chicago for too long, like the last two years. But okay. What is your favorite Chicago restaurant so far? Oh my god. Okay. Let me let me break it down a little bit. Okay. Well, my favorite overall is Rosebud. And like, don't don't f around. We're talking about the one that's just kind of off, like Michigan, with the cute outside. Don't play me and give me a different location because that's authentic. They got all the pictures up. That honestly has to be my favorite. That that veal is the size of my body, and like that makes me happy. Um, my favorite place to go in Wrigleyville, though, and it held a like, special meeting because of Roman and I, and that's like we were on that rooftop. Best place in Wrigleyville to go for sure is Old Crow if you haven't done it. If you're gonna do a Wrigleyville day. Girlfriend, that rooftop, undeniable. And how about advice for someone wanting to have their own radio show? Ooh, okay. Don't be too good for anything. I think that so many people, girls, guys, whatever, are coming into this industry, and you do see this um, kind of bougie version of social media, which just because they have a lot of followers doesn't make somebody a broadcaster. And that's that's not slander, but like, a girl or a guy with tons of followers being funny on social media does not mean that they can host events or have a radio show. That is a different skill set. They possess this skill set. It doesn't mean that they possess the skill set of broadcasting. So don't go, oh my gosh, look at all my competition or compare yourself to that because it, that, it's not even the same thing. I do things for free all the time, which people probably think, oh, she rolling in it. No, um, I do. I do well, girl. I ain't got that. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I don't own a Rolls Royce either. Like, this, my, the bottom of my shoes are typically black, not red, but whatever. So don't get bougie. Don't think everything you should have money for. Don't think you're too good to be the small station. I was at station 199, baby, okay, with four listeners. What's good? I did it. So just do not put yourself above things because it's not attractive, and it's also not going to – get you the opportunities because you never know who you're going to end up in front of. I've had so many people who um, worked at small markets and who now PDs at big markets. And like, put in your work, make your connections, and don't think you're too good for anything. Advice you wish you could give your younger self? Huh. Oh, this is, this is good. I would tell myself to enjoy more things. I have been so focused every time I've had a job – on my next job and what I'm, and I, and I do it now. I do it now. Like, well, and like, I want to stay in Chicago. So not necessarily my next job, but like, Oh, I, I need to get more TV. I need to be doing this. I'm not doing enough events. I'm not, I'm, I'm in B I'm in Chicago every day doing a ra a live radio show. How amazing is that? I was in Florida. Like I lived where people vacation, but the whole time I'm like, what's the next market? What don't enjoy it. So while you're growing, and I know that you're competing within yourself, and that's a beautiful thing. Also, stop and go, how dope is this? Like, I was taking naps in my car, and now I'm here. And, like, how dope is this? I'm in market three. Like, take those moments to enjoy it because when you're out there hustling, 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 you're often just so focused on the next thing. You don't, you don't get to be excited and appreciate the current moment, which it goes by really fast. I keep looking back on Florida like, I can't believe I got to do that. Like, I was on stage with Cardi B. For sure, for sure. And I totally agree. That's why I started this podcast. It's all about mm -hmm. the people, all about the conversation. Who is your biggest artist inspiration? I know people, listen, some people are going to love this answer and some people are going to hate this answer. And again, you can do either. I don't care. Um, I do love Cardi B. I know that's what your guess is going to be. I know that. But my deal with Cardi is 
Um, it's not because because my man always says it wrong. He goes, "That's her idol," and I go, mm, "That's first off, I don't even be using the word idol. I don't idolize anybody besides like God. Okay, I'm not putting any human being on that type of a pedestal. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So I love her because she has decided to be herself and embrace that. And she's been really open, and she's got you know she's gotten a lot of kickback for a lot of things, and she's been like. I'm just telling you something that I said 10 years ago. She'll literally come out with, like, I did this 10 years ago and it was wrong. And then everyone yells at her. And I'm like, did you read the – she's saying, thank God I'm not that person. Like, there, there's not a person out here who doesn't have some somebody, whether they said something, did something, you know, at junior high on that they don't regret or that people would go, you're trash. Like, I can't believe you said that about somebody or did this or what. Everybody's got something that's not flattering. So – and this whole cancel culture is is nuts. Obviously, unless somebody's currently like really do or they did something awful. But when people go off the deep end, like, oh my gosh, when you were in seventh grade, you said a mean tweet to somebody. It's like, but that's not who they are as a human being. Like, you don't even know what you're doing in seventh grade. You're an idiot. I'm sure I'd be like, what? If I heard me say something from seventh grade, right? So it's just, you know, I, I love that. She's continued to be honest, even though she's gotten kickback. She's continued to say, I used to do this. Thank God I don't. She's owned who she is. Like, I mean, she still posts pictures of herself like, yeah, I was a stripper. You're not going to hold that against me. And somebody tried to even blackmail pictures of her once, and then she posted them. She's like, what? These are pictures of me. You're not, you're not going to make me ashamed of me. Shouldn't have done that. Did it. I'm not that person. So you're not going to make me embarrassed of it. You know? And I, I think that's something that we all need to do. We need to see who we are, see how we can be better people and then attempt to be that all the time. There's probably stuff I'm doing now that 10 years from now I'll go, I could have handled that better. I could have been a better person to this girl. I could have viewed it this, you know, and and that's good. That's growth. As humans, we should be doing that. And that whole mindset mentality of you don't have to stay where you are and you can be somewhere else. And then from there, you can keep changing your mind. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with that. And the next question, I'm really excited about part of the answer if I have it correctly. Ooh. But what is your favorite book and what do you like to read? Okay. I'm a Shakespeare nut. I am such a Shakespeare yes, nut. I I'm am. so excited. I am a he like I love 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 Shakespeare. If you're not like an ancient writing nerd though, which I totally understand if you're like I don't understand this book, I hear you. One of my favorite uh, favorite reads outside of anything Shakespeare would have to be The Alchemist. Definitely a book I heavily recommend. You've, you've read it. Oh. That's my favorite book. Oh and my it's gosh. also a Shakespeare nut. I love you. I'm so excited that we met. I'm so yes. excited to be chatting with you. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. Absolutely. You're the sweetest. I think it's so fun to meet other uh, other people in broadcasting, taking other avenues. I think that's so interesting. And it's something for everybody, right? <laughs> Thank you again. I've enjoyed this so much. I hope the listeners have as well. If people want to follow you, where can they follow you? Um, on every social media, I'm at Kenzie K on air. One word, no underscores, no nothing. Love it. Thank you so much again for being here, and I wish you the best of luck and continued success. Yes. Now let's go get drinks. Let's go. <laughs> Please send in recommendations for topics or guests. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Hope on TV. Thank you to Trouble Recordings for powering this podcast. You can listen to more episodes on HopeSalmon.com.